You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. boys are back, baby. Excellent separation against man coverage. This it's Reception, Reception, the show. Yo, what's cracking, everybody? James Coe, Matt Harmon here with you. You're listening to Reception, Perception, the show. Matt, a big week three just about in the books here, man. And this, <laughs> this was one crazy-ass topsy-turvy week, dude. I think you had the tweet of the day that um, that really encapsulated it, your, uh, your post about Week three in PPR, a wide uh, a lineup of Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Darren Waller, DJ Moore combined for twenty nine point nine points. Meanwhile, Mac Hollins twenty nine point nine six points. That, yeah, he that got is, that. He he got that four yards passing. <laughs> that that's what pushed him over. <laughs> un- unbelievable. Yeah, week three definitely felt like the week that reminded you, like that was football reminding us, like. Hey, you don't actually know as much as you think. There's going to be a lot of twists and turns here. You know, so you get some right, you get some yeah. wrong. And, you know, obviously do. one thing to remember, too, is there are certain guys that, you know, aren't producing the way you thought now that when you look back at, like, the end of season numbers, it's like, oh, yeah, this guy had about the season we probably expected from an ADP right. standpoint. And you'll never remember, like, how rough it – or you'll only remember how rough it was to start. It, you'll it, it, <laughs> always, That's always how it goes, right? Like, yeah, very weird week. Um, you know, some guys will get back on track. Some teams are, are looking like nightmares at this point. But, uh, man, that's just how the NFL works. Um, and especially at the wide receiver position. Guy, I'm just going to get this. I'm just like, not, not, I'm not going to rant about it. I, I, yeah. I ranted about it recently in a couple other spots, too. But, like, here's the deal, man, with the wide receiver position. Because we focus on wide receivers on this show so much. It's what's worth talking about. Like, you got to have the you got to have the stomach. you got to have the fortitude to ride the wave with these guys. Because – guess what? You can't draft Cooper cup to start at every single one of your wide receiver spots. Like there are no, (laughs) almost no wide receivers that are just good from one to 18, like throughout the entire course of the season. Like, you know, I was talking about some guys talking about in the discord with you guys yesterday, like, man, and they're, you know, it's Allen Robinson. You know, he's got a really rough form. Like everybody has a really rough floor, bro. Like, um, everyone has a two catch floor, you know, Justin right. Jefferson, we're going to talk about three for 14 last week. So, oh um, you know, and especially if you if you didn't draft a guy in the first like three rounds, hey, you better be ready for them to have like, you know, Juju has that game against the Charger or against Chargers in week two. And everybody's like, oh, God, do I drop Juju? It's like then he comes out as 80 plus yards the next week. So you've got to be able to ride the wave with these guys. And, and you just hope that 
you hope that your entire wide receiver core doesn't have like an off week. Um, you know, I've got a, I've got a receiver core like that. Um, you know, then that, that sucks, right? Like in one week, yeah. that's going to suck. Uh, you just have to hope at times, right? Because most of these guys are going to be volatile week to week. Like that's just the position, man. It is what it is. It's such an emotional game too. You talk about Allen Robinson, the optics, the visuals of, the of drop, him, yeah. of the drop oh, at the end yeah. zone. It kills you. That like lives with you for the rest of the yeah. game, man. So no, it's um, it's so interesting uh, because it's such a highly emotional game, and 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 really a lot of what this podcast does too, a lot of what your work does is like we try to strip away some of the emotion out of it, right? So yeah. today's show, it's going to be talking about guys that 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 either hugely disappointed or maybe popped off and now we got to strip away the emotion and say, okay, well, what's it look like moving forward? Okay, so we'll start with Justin Jefferson. Had an absolutely bazonkers week one match. Just went crazy. Nine catches, 184, two touchdowns against Green Bay. Jair Alexander, you're thinking, okay, it, we're off and running, man. Like, we are going to the damn moon with Justin Jefferson. But my guy Matt Harm is talking about 2K. 2,000 yards. 2, 000 He's, a yards. <laughs> He's a little bit off that pace now. He's a little bit off that pace. Like, my dude's talking about 2K. Uh, uh, no. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, week two. Uh, fell off the pace, but we're thinking, okay, well, hey, listen, he still, you know, got six catches for 48. That wasn't not ideal, but that happens. And the volume was still there too, right? He got 12 targets in week number two. Okay, dude, what the hell happened in week three, bro? Like three catches for 14 yards, a 50% catch rate over the last two weeks. And again, last week, by the way, you want to give him a pass on Darius Slay, James Bradbury, that combo limit. Okay, fine. I get it. Prime time, Kirk, fine. Yeah. Week three against Detroit, dude? What? What is happening, Matt Harmon, with Justin Jefferson? So there's a couple different directions here uh, that we can go with. Um, I do think that the Lions had a concentrated plan to, like, we're not going to let this guy beat us, right? And the Detroit Lions are generally a very beatable defense, so, you know, shout out to them. Um, they used Jeff Okuda, who, by the way, mm -hmm. he feels like he was like a third, the third, was he the third overall pick a few years ago? He's certainly a top five pick at cornerback. Has had a really, really rough run of injuries lately. They pretty much just had Jeff Okuda and a safety over him, covering Justin Jefferson and just pressing him right at the line, pressing him right at the line, physical press coverage for Jeff Okuda. And, you know, Okuda's had a tough start to his career with all these injuries, but he was a really yeah. promising, like, press, press man corner coming out in the draft. And he's actually played really well through the first three weeks. Like, so shout out to him for getting back. Um, and that just kind of meant that the, the Vikings were going to go to other guys, right? And, and this is something I've been saying the last few weeks, that the, the Vikings do kind of need to have other players emerge, like, you know, Adam Thielen does his Adam Thielen stuff. I thought it was interesting during that game, you know, watching some of it live that they were scheming things up for Thielen too. Like they were getting him some screens, some like really just layup routes in the flat, stuff like that. Um, KJ Osborne getting some work too. So part of it is just like teams are, they're not going to do what Green Bay did in week one, right? Where, you know, Jair Alexander said after the game, like I wanted to shadow Justin Jefferson and, you know, they just said no. And they just let him kind of get covered by a bunch of <laughs> right. linebackers and safeties. So, that was what I th I think we thought that that was what it was going to look like a lot more often for Justin Jefferson than it has so far. The last two weeks, you know, Darius Slay really wants to go after um, Justin Jefferson. They do. Kirk doesn't really doesn't really take advantage of the other matchups there. The other guys don't really step up. Then in week three, 
they the Lions have a plan to cover Justin Jefferson. They go after him with Jeff Okuda and a safety over the top, and, and they really make it hard for Justin Jefferson to be the guy that you know wins on a route by route basis. Even though you know he's probably going to win some of those matchups, he's probably going to lose some of those matchups. Meanwhile, other guys step up. But this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I think the bigger thing here for Justin Jefferson is like all the talk about him being in the Cooper Cup role. Yeah, that was that was BS. That has not come <laughs> to pass so far. And, you know, Jefferson even said, I think it was on was BS. Um, I think it was on the ringers podcast. Like, oh, uh-huh. I'm going to be in the coop like Cooper. The position Cooper Cup was in last year. I'm going to be in that either. Either he didn't mean it that way and just was saying like, oh, I'm going to put up numbers like Cooper Cup. I'm, you know, that type of thing or like he was just flat out wrong. Right. The, those are the only two interpretations, because so far Jefferson has not been like a pure slot receiver. He's been like uh, KJ Osborne's been their slot guy, 58.4% yeah. of his snaps in the slot, which, you know, that's, that's the Cooper cup role. Right. Um, and I, I've saying this about cup for a few years now, even before he had the big year last year, Cooper cup has the most unique role for any wide receiver in the entire NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody got schemed against zone coverage, more got schemed away from press coverage more over the last five years you know, in reception perception history, really dating back to 2014 than Cooper cup has. I'm on Ross St. Brown's probably the closest guy we have playing that yeah. type of role right now. And it's just like Justin Jefferson, his role is not even close to that. So I don't want to hear I, any Cooper cup role talk from, from Justin Jefferson, the Vikings. Anymore, <laughs> Look, if I, if I can kind of, um, I don't know, maybe try to explain some of those comments too, though. Look, if you, if you look at his usage, we're talking about Justin Jefferson last year, he was, I mean, obviously dominantly an outside wide receiver played 75% of his snaps on the outside. Now they have mixed him around a little bit more to be fair to Minnesota and to be fair to Justin Jefferson, 65% of his snaps now, are on the outside and the rest have been kicked inside. So he is playing a few more snaps lined up as an inside wide receiver. And I'll say this too. You talk about Cooper cups role, scheming him away from uh, press coverage. A lot of that has to do with pre-snap motion. And Mm -hmm. and I do believe that Justin Jefferson is getting a lot more pre-snap motion. I don't want to say a lot more, but, but more than he got in Zimmer's offense, which was none, right? So he's getting more pre-snap motion um, in, in Kevin O'Connell's offense than he did last year with Zimmer. So now when you, when you kind of like think about it from that perspective of like, okay, he's obviously not talking about transitioning to being a full-time slot receiver, but he's getting more snaps lined up inside. I think that's kind of where he's kind of going, uh, with comments like that. Yeah. That's kind of what, um, what I meant was like, he probably, he probably didn't mean it. Like I'm going to be in the Cooper cup role. It's just like, bozos like us in the media hear that and we're like he's gonna be playing the cooper cup role in the in the same offense that you know with the offensive coordinator from the rams like it's probably taking like a bit of um you know it gets aggregated then to all these other sites and people run with it yeah 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 yeah, you know that's how that's how this stuff works i'm sure that if you actually ask justin jefferson are you gonna line up 
as much as Cooper Cup. Are you going to run those exact same routes? Well, no, because by the way, no. they're also different players. Like Justin Jefferson's not going to be in there fitting the run like Cooper Cup is either, you know? So, right. um, and I'm sure if you ask Justin Jefferson, hey, do you want to do that stuff? He'd be like, no, I don't want to do that. Cause <laughs> most guys that aren't Cooper Cup don't want to do that <laughs> exactly. stuff. So, yeah, right? Like, right, so right. Yeah. That, that's <clears throat> why even on the last podcast, I said, I'm getting close to moving digs into wide receiver two and Jefferson into like wide receiver three, because if he's not going to have all of those like schemed up looks, and I agree with you, like a a five, 10% move, like that's great uh, from what we saw with Mike Zimmer the last few years. But if it's only going to be a five to 10% move and not like a 20, 30% move to pre-snap motion, playing in the slot, stuff like that, that's just the type of stuff that can, that, that makes your margin for error a little thinner to the point that, well, if you're not going to play a ton in the slot, you you will get physical coverage from a guy like Jeff Okuda on the outside. You know, I'm not saying Jeff Okuda is like prime Daryl Revis or anything like that, um, but he, it does make it it does make a difference. It makes a difference. So, um, and and he's still tied to Kirk Cousins, right? Like, right. I, I like Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is certainly good enough for Justin Jefferson to have a nuclear season in the right situation. And this can still be a good situation, but not this type of a setup and role and deployment that we thought that Justin Jefferson would have when he was just a print fest every single week, like Cooper cup was a print fest every single week last year. So it's, a, it's just the margin for error is not going to be as great um, as we thought. And then the volatility that we just talked about with wide receivers, that's going to come into play for Justin Jefferson every single week. I want to quote our, our very good friend, Marcus Grant, who I always remember this, you know, it's like, he always had a saying, throw to your good players. You know what I mean? And I just feel like right now, whether it's scheme or not, doesn't matter. Sometimes these guys just need to get fed the ball. Right. And so for me, I just feel like they went away from that clearly in week number three. I don't care what Jeff, listen, bro. I mean, you want to talk about, you know, your own metrics, you know, success rate versus press success rate versus double team. Justin Jefferson has it all. So my, I guess, I guess where the frustration comes in, um, and it gets and it goes back to Kirk Cousins, which I know it's like that it's such an yeah, yeah. old horse to beat on, right? But like it's true though. Hey, listen, feed your good players. You know, Adam Thielen has to me clearly lost a step. You know, you wanna you wanna get KJ Osborne involved a little bit more. I guess, you know, but like, let's find ways to manufacture touches for Dalvin Cook out of the backfield. Obviously, he's hurt now, um, you know, week to week or whatever it might be. I don't think he's going to play next week, but whatever. That's for a different podcast. Um, But scheme up ways to get your your running backs involved in the passing game out of the backfield. Scheme up ways to get Justin Jefferson the ball just more, 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 more. You know, I really looked at what Baltimore did with with Mark Andrews, and they found ways to just scheme him up. Like, you don't think Bill Belichick, the mastermind that he is, you don't think he went into week three saying, dude, we have to start stop Mark Andrews. I don't care what we do. But what did Baltimore do? It's like motion, you know, these little pop passes. Like, they're finding ways to get him the ball. That That's what Minnesota's got to do with Justin Jefferson. Find ways to get this guy involved. I agree with you. I think that Kirk Cousins, and this is probably why he – grinds on receivers like he clearly like got on Steph Diggs nerves over the course of their Vikings time to the point that he's like I gotta just enough already like I know yeah I gotta go it's uh, they run the ball too much here anyways I think that's part of it um and I think that Jefferson I mean you could just watch Jeff I obviously chart 
all these routes for Justin Jefferson. You see him getting pissed off at Kirk Cousins all the time, even last all year. All the so, time. <laughs> like he's not – I think it, unless you – you're right. Unless you scheme it for him, he's not just going to feed one guy all the time, especially if it's like – like he can Jeff, Jeff Okuda can press him at the line of scrimmage and you know get him like he'll he'll get that separation he'll he'll win those routes but it'll be you know a half a second yeah later than he would have won it in a, in a normal non press situation so right um he can still get open but if it's a half second later Kirk's already moved on to something else so I don't know I just I, I'm not worried about Justin Jefferson I'm not like if you have Justin Jefferson on your fantasy team you'll you'll be fine like be he'll fine. he'll you'll be fine but um. I do think because the role is not quite as juicy as we wanted it to be, even if I never bought that it was going to be a full Cooper Cup type of situation, <laughs> it's just that the margin for error is a little bit uh, smaller than you would have thought.